Welcome to In Bed With Queer, a podcast on the front lines of sex and intimacy. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of In Bed With Queer. And yeah, it has been a while. Uh, like a few weeks ago, I recorded one and I said that I was going to do an episode on, like, on how to handle conflict in relationships and I was like full steam ahead for doing that and then what ended up happening is I just ended up really taking a break from writing posting creating on social media and I I really recommend doing that if you're if you're someone who shares a lot it's actually so nice to have time to yourself and to keep your energy to yourself and I certainly certainly really enjoyed it and um, so, yeah, so I'm coming back today with today's episode around how to have uh, an argument or a conflict in relationship. Um, what I would say, uh, like in my experience, I was just really, really, really terrible at uh, conflict for years uh, in relationships. So what I would do is you know, I wouldn't confront someone about something uh, that they would do. I would get really resentful, passive aggressive, and then eventually it may all blow up. And then I was really kind of out to get them in the conversation and wanted to prove I was right. And I had this air of uh, being totally real with you. I wanted to crush them. (laughs) I just wanted to win. Um, yeah, which isn't really conducive to long-term felicity in relationship. And over the years, I've had to learn to get a lot better and a lot more playful, actually, in, in confrontation and just to get a lot more skilled. And uh, that really kicked off because, as many of you know, or I've mentioned before, I got with my partner during COVID uh, in its early days of the pandemic and we moved in, we, we moved in together straight away and, uh, you know, really no other outside people except for us. And initially in our relationship, I was very kind of uh, reticent, I would say, when it came to confrontation and now we're, we're two years together and we've had loads. <laughs> which is great you know is really really great we were hanging out the other day and Matt was saying he was like we you know we have this really good mix of where we laugh a lot but we also bicker a lot and I, I think it's a sign of our relationship's health that we do have regular conflict uh, we're two very strong-minded people we're both very articulate we're both very hot-headed and uh, the fact that we do talk things out so much means the air is always clear, you know? It's like, there's no lingering things. So yeah, hopefully uh, if you're someone who's shy with conflict or uh, confrontation, hopefully this, this podcast will be helpful. Um, I might give you some, some bits to consider. So first things first, some good rules of thumb when it comes to these kinds of conversations. Something I did recently, which is pretty stupid, was I had some like confrontation or something I was really annoyed with in my like personal life separate to Matt. Something had happened and I was really wired and agitated and pissed off. 
and I went out on a walk and I was like working through the thing that I was pissed off but what I was doing instead was kind of listing all the things that Matt annoys me or like that I get annoyed about with Matt and I was like yeah and he's really annoying with that and that that and that and I just kind of made this laundry list of all of his faults <laughs> and then when I saw him I like was like I threw them at him <laughs> it did not go down well um so don't do that if you can um obviously if you do we're all human um best way so some of the keys to to go into a conversation is have some preparation uh especially if it's one you're planning right so if there's something you want to get off your chest maybe you've been holding in for a while you're really angry really resentful uh i find it really helpful to write it out like I do this practice called fear inventory. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before. I'm not entirely sure if I have or not, but essentially I write out all my fears around something and I don't make it about them. I don't like, I don't write, I have fear that Matt's an asshole. You know, it's not that. It's like, I have fear that I am being unreasonable in how I show up. I have fear that I am so angry at him. I will just shout at him. He, so every statement I write now, it's about my um, my experience on a red hen. And so that's how I do inventory, like this example of fear inventory. But you can like write whatever's intuitive to you as well. Like it's, you don't have to get too tight in the rules in this one. So yeah, I find it really helpful to write things out and uh, journal. Sometimes it's really good to talk to a friend if they're really good. Uh, some friends don't because like there's kind of sometimes I, I choose I choose well when I'm going to tell someone something because sometimes some people really get into the drama and like it's you know doesn't actually really support me in kind of clearing things it just kind of gets me angrier or yeah so um choose a friend who feels like they'd be helpful or sometimes I do voicemails to myself and prepare things via voicemails so that's um, helpful to do in advance. And um, another thing is just uh, stop and remind yourself as much as you can. And I know this is super challenging sometimes. And that's actually to remember like the best in the person because I know when I'm on like, like uh, when I'm angry, if it's almost like a train that is like this velocity and direction and intensity that kind of just sucks me into thinking the worst about this person, right? And um, that they're like hell on earth and I'm like this poor woman or really strong woman who can kill him or kill them, whatever. Um, but actually sometimes if I stop and remember, oh yeah, he's actually, or they're actually, or whoever I'm fighting with, you know, they're actually not a bad person. And, you know, they're trying to do the best that they can or, you know that this is from their perspective the best they can do like sometimes I don't, I don't I'm not always able to do this but the times that I can when I can stop collect myself remember that that you know that like they're a good person I find that helps um helps shift things and you know it's not always possible to do that I will say that that is not always possible um and then, so other things I often do, say when I have something coming up that I'm annoyed with Matt, uh, I'll just continue using Matt as my example. I often will say to him, 
Ma, uh, I have something I'd like to share with you. I have a resentment that I want to share with you. Isn't now a good time or uh, would, would it, is there another time that would see you? And <laughs> now when I'm saying this, I'm hot and I'm like electric and alive. And I'm like, let's have this fucking conversation like right now, right? I'm boiling. I'm like, I have energy. And sometimes he's like, yeah, let's talk it out. Because, you know, he doesn't want, like he can feel the tension of it. And it's like, Good. And sometimes he's like, no, I'm actually quite busy right now. And he'll give me a time when he is available. And the frustrating thing is sometimes I have to wait. And that can be really hard, especially if you have a sensitive nervous system and it's really uncomfortable for you to hold that level of sensation. I hear you. It's really hard. And I have screamed into pillows. I have gone fast, hard, furious walks called friends done loads of stuff to handle that energy um but i respect matt's no i respect it so if he says no and then he gives me another time i respect that i don't go well you should blah 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 but who do you think you are it's like i'm treating him like an adult and i'm showing up like an adult so i'm not just going to ask him if it's a good time and then if it's not something I don't like that I disagree with it I honor his boundaries there and um, obviously there's a part of me that doesn't want to but I take that part of me out in a walk I don't uh, I don't I don't take it out on him um, and then some other things that like Matt and I have agreed over time and like and how we argue uh, is and this is something I, I love and so many of my clients love it as well so I'll say to him Matt, I have a story that you are angry, this always comes up, uh, <laughs> that you are angry with me because I don't clean as well as you want me to. Like one of our constant arguments is man is very clean and I'm less clean. Um, but no, what I said there was I have a story. So I'm not saying you're angry at me because of this. I'm not jumping to assume anything I'm labeling it as I have a story it's this is my interpretation of you and I'm open to being wrong in that perspective because I know when I'm saying something's a story I'm saying I know that this could not like this potential could not be true and could be my perception and like that distance makes it a far easier for someone to respond to and feels far less accusatory than if I was to go to him hey I think you hate me <laughs> you know um so yeah so when you're saying your thing I have a story that this when you did this it meant this and uh and then I felt that and so uh instead of saying you broke my heart or you you were you're a dickhead to me or whatever I don't know if you're a cursor but I am uh, I'll say oh that really hurt my feelings I felt abandoned and uncared for and like I didn't matter and so again instead of saying you did this to me uh, I'm saying it in the language of what I experienced again it's far easier for him to be on the receiving end of that kind of language and vice versa when he says it to me I find it a lot easier to stay present when someone says oh I felt this it says you know when somebody says you were this I like you know it's a red rag to a bull so uh, that's one of the things we've agreed to do in our conversations and makes uh, it makes it a lot easier and then another one 
uh, is uh, we don't interrupt each other. That is a hard fucking rule. <laughs> oh, I'm in a big cursing mood today. Um, yeah, we we don't interrupt each other. Or if and like say if like say if Matt interrupts me, for example, I'd be like, no, you don't interrupt me, and then he knows to back off. And we agreed that one after a few arguments where we were interrupting each other and was just making things worse. And now we honor that. And it just makes for a lot more, it just makes for a, like a far, far less antagonistic conversation. Um, and then uh, the other thing, it's like, be vulnerable. It, it can be really hard sometimes to do this because we, we don't like to sometimes share someone's impact on us. It's easier to kind of be like, you're bad, blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, oh, I felt really hurt there. Uh, it felt like I wasn't important. Or uh, that's obviously a story that comes up for me um, or whatever. And like that specificity, that vulnerability is actually when someone can feel you, you know, and it's so much easier than for a conversation to soften in that spot for the like heckles to come down and uh, for someone to actually feel their impact. Um, and this is different from guilting someone like where we're trying to like use something to like hook them or like where we're kind of weaponizing our pain by guilt. It's very different to that. It's like being really honest and just saying, hey, this had this impact and it was really upsetting. And those, those kind of moments are often where, where a fight or a confrontation can shift. Um, and then, yeah, w w one of the other things that we've, you know, I've definitely found really helpful that Matt and I do, and it's something I, like I do as a coach that I brought over to our conversations. And that's when he would say something, when he says something, uh, I repeat it back to him so he feels heard. And I asked him to do the same for me. So say if he says something like, Quee, when you did this, like when, like I'll give you an example, when he's like, Quee, when you didn't properly wash the pot after I'd given you an adjustment on it four times, uh, I feel like uh, you're just being lazy. <laughs> and to that, I would I would respond. And I'd be like, man, I hear that uh, when I haven't cleaned the pot properly after like four goes that you feel like I'm lazy. And uh, although I don't know if I would say I'm lazy, like that kind of contradicts what I was saying earlier. Um, but essentially, I repeat back what he says, saying I heard... And there's something so magical, uh, and this is why coaches do it all the time, therapists, everyone, and we should all do it in our relationships because there is something so magical about someone repeating back what we've just said. So, because it, it feels like that person actually, because like you have to, it's like, it's not feel, it's like when someone, when I'm repeating back something that someone has said, I'm essentially really taking the time to receive them and really show them, wow, I was paying attention and I've heard you. 
and has a huge fundamental human need to be heard. So it's a really big deal. And by also stopping and hearing someone, we're not just rushing, which is like the normal kind of fight thing. It's like to rush to defend ourselves. Go, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. You know, no one feels heard. Like when after they share something, like we just rush to give our defense. It's like, oh, wow, you weren't even listening to me. You were just waiting to give your defense. And so it's very helpful to de-escalate tension, to say back something that person has said like Matt and I had had this fight about something for ages oh my god we'd had it a few times and there was something about it I, I just wasn't I just couldn't let go of something he had done I just couldn't I was just angry about it despite many conversations and I it clicked and I was like Matt what I need you to do is I need you to say I heard you Quee, when you said xyz and there was this moment when he did that and my whole body dissolved and like the resentment and anger dissolved. Um, so it's really helpful. And sometimes during an argument, like when Matt, I'll say, oh, I need you to say that you heard me. And um, and he said it to me as well, you know, and that that is really helpful to help us de-escalate things. Um, yeah, so, so that's definitely, definitely something to do. And then, um, yeah, there's, there's something else I wanted to say in this. And that's where if someone is sharing something, uh, we, we often want to rush prove, to prove our point. We want to like bulldoze and like, oh, you know, that, or, or like we want to make them feel better and we just want to jump in and contradict what they've just said. And go, oh, no, 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 that's not true. That's not true. Or, you know, or try and give them a solution straight away. But we're actually not fully hearing them when they do that or when we do that. And that can be really frustrating. So if you can, I find this helpful during arguments. <sighs> I just did it there. Um, take a breath you know uh like a deep one if you can that one I just did wasn't that deep um but yeah like a nice deep one like a slow one uh ideally feeling your belly expand because that activates your parasympathetic your rest and digest and just helps your your, your nervous system de-escalate so um yeah so, so take a really nice deep breath at times if you need a moment and um but I also want to say sometimes like I've definitely had this last year when I was doing those a um I was doing really intensive trauma therapy and what was coming up was repressed anger from like years of repressed anger so I was incredibly volatile during that time like it was a very 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 tricky time in my life and um as I was experiencing that in arguments, a few times I was so volatile, I literally couldn't keep control. Like I, I could feel I was going over that like zone of just not being conscious at all and just losing my shit. And <laughs> spotting that, I just left the conversation. I just named, oh, I, I, I can't, I can't. I can't continue this conversation and a few times I would go in another room and like cry uh other times I'd go out and have a walk I'm just gonna grab some water now yeah and uh I separated because 
my nervous system could not hold that level of energy that was running through me in that argument. And um, I knew like nothing constructive was going to happen here, like nothing. And so I, I exited and left and uh, just pounded the, <laughs> my, my walk in my local fields. And uh, other times it hasn't been me. It was Matt who was like, oh, I need to leave the conversation because he he was full, like he, he couldn't handle anymore. And then even though I really wanted to stick in the conversation and like argue my side or whatever, I honored his no and it was fucking hard. <laughs> oh, you know, when your blood is up and you just want to bash something out or at least that's how it feels to me. And so in those spots, I just, I just had the practice of honoring his no, you know, because that's, that's how trust, that's how agreements are made. It's like, oh, we we honor each of these boundaries in this spot. Um, and then, and when we do that, and when we do come back together or say when we're continuing a conversation, um, like there's a way sometimes that it can be helpful to use humor. And like humor can be funny, right? Sometimes we use humor to, to kind of dissipate energy and actually we're kind of taking away the potency of what we're saying you know we're trying to be friendly or a people pleaser and kind of joke and so I'm not I'm not talking about using it in that sense where it's kind of like a fawn like people pleasing thing I'm talking about it sometimes it's just like sometimes it is funny like being in opposite your partner being angry at them or whatever and then there is just something funny that comes to mind and and you share it and then wow you know the, just a big de-escalation and it just lets air in it just lets some breath some love into the conversation and then you just kind of smile at each other and you're like oh yeah <laughs> like oh yeah I do really love this person you know <sighs> I actually got a bit tearful saying that because I could just feel my love for Matt you know <sighs> yeah so Having humor can sometimes be really helpful. And as much as possible, we always try and finish an argument with love. You know, try and get back to love somehow, some way, some kind of connection, like whether it's a cuddle, like a smooch, um, whether it's just saying something loving towards each other. We try and like close out an argument on a positive note so with love and it, for it to feel like we're reconnected and to share things that we we're grateful for or that have now moved like we had one we had a big discussion a while ago like not too far ago and stuff came up and I just felt like I remember things just felt so much better between us afterwards it's like wow that stuff really needed to get said so um, yeah, it's it's so helpful to to take note of the positive things from those conversations because sometimes it can be like, oh my god, it's so intense, so terrible. But then, like the benefit is that there's so much more connection or honesty and aliveness and electricity. All these things can flow when you're honest with each other right like there's some, like there's no bigger killer of eros or eroticness eroticness I don't even know if that's the right word in this context but um 
there's no there's no bar, bigger barrier than lies or than like than not sharing your truth because then you're not really in relationship with someone if you're not being honest you're in relationship they're in relationship with this facsimile of you and you with them and it's like by being really honest with each other is where we actually get to like the good stuff you know the real meat and bones of a human and I yeah I'm really grateful that we're Mark that we both do practice honesty with each other and we do it with love it's not just uh like radical honesty for the sake of hurting each other or being cruel there is a lot of love in how we do it and uh a lot of connection so yeah I hope if you're someone who's challenged by confrontations with your partner or with friends I hope you got some interesting tidbits from this podcast. Uh, I always welcome questions, emails, comments, reviews, any of that stuff to do with the podcast. So let me know. And um, I suppose one more thing uh, that I wanted to say is that it is my birthday this week. Isn't that really exciting? Uh, at least it is for me. And I turned 35. I cannot believe it. I'm a 35-year-old woman soon. And um, so what I was going to say is that for any of my listeners who enjoy this podcast and enjoy the work that I do, if you feel called to and turned on by the idea of getting me a coffee or a book or some kind of token as a thank you, I will be leaving my PayPal link in the show notes for this episode. So yeah, if that feels something like something you fancy doing, I'd really appreciate it. And if it's something you don't fancy doing and you just enjoy the podcast, that's also awesome. I hope you really enjoy this episode and have a really wonderful day. All right, bye now. Hey, if you're looking for easy tips, guide you on how to have more authentic connection, hotter, turned on sex, and guidance on how to live a desire-led life, join my email list by downloading the Great Sex Guide on the link in the show notes. And I can't wait to see you there.